Welcome back, welcome back. We had an exciting time previously when we met, ask, attending and asking. Today, we are still discussing on the line of prayer, the prayer of faith, the prayer to ask God for something and see your results, the prayer to stand on his word and ask him for something. So we first establish making the right connection, and then we have to identify the problem. And then we got to decide what do we want from the law? What do we want from the law? Then after we, we decide what we want, we have to locate God's word on the subject matter. Whatever, uh, uh, what does God say about this problem I'm going through? After we have gotten his word on the problem, then we'll take the word of God and meditate, let it get into our hearts, not into our head, not just agreeing with it in our head, but actually getting it down deep. How do we do that? It's meditation, attending to the word. Do not allow your circumstances to get your attention, placing your attention on the word of God. So we did that. And then you can ask after you ask, this is the last part of the prayer of faith. The prayer of asking is you resist the devil, you resist thoughts because they're going to come, they're going to try to steal the word of God from you. That's what thoughts are. They come to baffle you, to, to cause you to doubt, to cause you to question yourself, to cause you to wonder whether this is true. When you start questioning, when you start wondering, then you are taking another path. Then the devil tries to steal the word that you put inside of you. He tries to take it away. And that happened to even me and many of us. It happened to us. And we learn from those and we move on and say, Lord, forgive me. But we stick with what he said. You see, when situation arise, for example, I don't know you, but I'll give a, a testimony of myself. When my son had an accident years ago, and the doctor sat us down and told us all these awful things, awful that you can't even talk about. I mean, so bad that death was even uh, becoming suitable for him than living. That's the position we were in. We knew the word of God basically had knowledge. We got some word in our hearts. I mean, it was there, but it was like like a, a, a fire that wasn't, that didn't have enough oxygen. So all the, the ashes was around the fire. It wasn't glowing. That's what the word of God was in us. And when the doctor told us that, I just, I just could not believe what he was saying. I kind of knew down deep on the inside that he, my son, was going to be okay. You see? So, but I had my attention on the situation. So I did not leave his bedside for almost 48 hours, almost almost more than 48 hours. And the nurses keep telling me, mom, you cannot be the nurse today. You need to go get some rest. And I said, I know. And when I decided to go get some rest, I am telling you, brothers and sisters, fear is so real. Fear is so tangible within the room that I was laying down in. When I, when I already prayed, we already prayed for him. We knew he's going to be okay. We prayed desperate prayer. I mean, it was, 
unbelievable. I mean, this is what I call shooting from your hips. We pray desperate prayer. And you know what? God will meet you where you are in any situation. Whether you follow this format or not, he will still meet you. And you know what the Lord did for me? He kept feeling me with his word every day. He kept giving me his word every day. Which means when I wake up in the morning, uh, when I get about a couple of hours sleep, I jump out of the, the, the cot I'm sleeping in. And uh, the, the devil, I know it's him. Because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. What am I talking about? I'm talking about resisting the devil. Resisting the devil and rejoicing as Expecting your answer. That's what I'm talking about. So when I got to that place, I'm gonna. I'm just uh, giving you an example of my own situation. When I when I wake up, right away fear took a hold of me and said, "Run down to the ICU. Run down there because your son is in bad shape." And I am telling you, brothers and sisters, I would just speed down the hall, running, panting, and lo and behold, he's doing fine. And you know, and the doctors would say, oh, his MRI looks bad. His CT scan looks really awful. And then when I come and sit down by myself, I know it's the Holy Spirit. He would say, hey, but did you look at Lazarus CT scan? Have you ever seen Lazarus uh, MRI results? He was dead and I raised him from the grave. What is the Lord doing? He will put in his word in me. He will cause me to take my attention off what was trying to get my attention, but putting my attention on his word until he kept feeling me every day. He gave every day. There will be a different scripture, a different scripture that he would give me a different something, something different, some saying, some scripture. Basically, it was his word. Somebody will encourage me. Somebody will lift me up or say, I'm praying for you. And I would just sob and I would just cry because I didn't know what to do. I was standing on an unsteady surface, spiritually speaking. Because I refused to take what the doctor said. But yet and still, I was, I was still trying to hold on to the word of God. It felt like it was slipping out of my hands. That's what it felt like. It felt like it was slipping away and I would grab a hole and keep grabbing a hole. But he kept feeling me. He kept feeling me with his word. He kept giving me his word because he said faith comes by hearing and he know he needed me to get to that place of faith. He needed me to get to where he can make the change. He needed me to agree with him. Hallelujah. Oh, I am telling you, I had to agree with God and I had to resist the devil. James chapter four, verse seven says, therefore submit yourself to God. You have to do that. You have to submit yourself to God. Then you have to resist the devil and the word of God said, and he, the devil will flee from you. Now, after you have prayed, after you have attended to the word of God and you have asked, I am telling you, and it's not going to be an easy point for now when you ask until you got it. Until you see it materialized. 
That is a struggle. You have to take down every stronghold. What am I saying? The word of God said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, he said, casting down every argument and every imagination that try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Do you know how you cast down stronghold? For example, the devil will come to me in those time, in my most difficult time of my life. <clears throat> Excuse me. He will come and say, oh, yes, your son is not going to live. He's going to die. This is going to happen. Even if he's live, he's going to be a vegetable. And, and, and then when I, when I focus on that, I'm going to start crying right away. When I focus on that, it brings sadness. But you see, that thing that was trying to come on me did not stand in agreement with the will of God. It did not stand in agreement because agreement is they're going to be saying the same thing. But I have something out here saying that my son was going to die. But then the word of God said he should live and he should proclaim and he will be he is healed by my strap. You see what I mean? So I had a contradiction yet. So I have to decide to resist the enemy and tell myself that thought is not my thought. And interrupt that thought pattern. That's how you interrupt the thought pattern. For example, if you believe in God for $100 to pay your rent this month, and it's two days to the time, you get on that scripture that says, my God shall supply all my needs. I met all my needs according to his riches and glory. I am telling you, you and the devil are going to say, oh, they're going to evict you. They're going to put you on the curb. You're not going to have anywhere to go. You're going to go to salvation army. Take authority over those thoughts. Grab them and say, the way you grab a thought is by saying, because in Matthew, Matthew said, the Lord said, do not worry about your, what to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to put on clothes. And he proceeded to say, do not take thoughts. Do not take thoughts by saying. So the same way you take a thought by saying that thought, it's the same way you cast down principality. You cast down thoughts by saying. It's the same thing. It's all by saying. So you take that thought and you say, no, 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 I do not receive you. It is not going to turn out like this. And then you say what it's going to turn out to be like. You said, because my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. I've already prayed and I've already asked him and I've already made that right connection. And my father says he washing over his word to perform it. And you stand on that ground. And you stand on that word. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you will be dancing. You will be shouting. Because God will see to it personally that he meets you where you are. Hallelujah. John chapter 15 verse 7 said, Abide in me and my words abide in you. You shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. His word had to abide in you. You see, the thing is, what I found out in reading the word of God is this. When you have the word of God on the inside, when you're attending to the word of God, you are actually attending to your answer. Because your answer lives right in those promises. 
He wants your answer to get on the inside of you. He wants your answer to be dominating your thinking. He wants your answer to overpower your thinking because his word has power. So that way, if the enemy brings any sneaky thoughts, it's not going to settle down. You say, but Sister Juanita, when do I, when, when, when am I going to see the material, the, the, the thing I'm believing for? When is it going to materialize? Well, you don't have to worry about the materialize because that's not your part. <laughs> your part is to believe. Your part is to believe. Believe that you receive. Mark eleven twenty four said, believe that you have received and it shall be yours. It shall be given unto you. That given part, you know you're going to have it. You know you're going to have it because God said God doesn't lie. We already established that fact in the very first part when we said making the right connection. We already established that part. If you still haven't struggled about when am I going to get it, go back and look at the, 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 the part one of this series. Listen to it again. Get your heart on it. The answers to your prayer lives within the word of God. You know, the thing that really struck a lot of us is that, and wish I'd been there, is that we expecting, we expecting so little from the Lord. And most of the time he want to do more than our expectation. So we have to expand our expectation. Lord, I am expecting you to do this. You know, he said, I will never let you down. I will never cause you to be ashamed of me. He said, I will be there. <laughs> I will be there. And most of the time we feel like, well, I'm not feeling so good today. But you see, do not allow the enemy to bring your feelings and your thoughts. And he want to put your attention on your feelings. When the feelings arise and you're still hurting and your head is still pounding from the migraine. And the doctor even gives you a few minutes, a few days to die. Get the word of God in your heart. If you cannot read, you're in a place that you cannot read, listen to those promises. Listen to those promises. Get them on the inside of you. And my brothers and sisters, do not be worried about how long it takes. God knows when his word has gotten on the inside. Because faith come out and answer shows up. <laughs> when it, I love that. Thank you, Lord. When the word of God enters into your heart, faith comes out and answer shows up. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You know, my one of my daughters had asked her youth pastor and said, that's when my son was in a coma. Her asked her youth, youth pastor and said, Pastor, now that we have stood, we have stand, and we've been believing the Lord, we have standing, what do we do now? <laughs> and the pastor, with those glazing eyes, gently turned to her and said, Honey, after you have done all to stand, you stand. And I will never forget that. That stuck with me. That is in Philippians chapter, I mean, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. And said, after you have done all to stand, verse 14 said, stand therefore. <laughs> stand therefore. <clears throat> if you have to kneel, if you have to crawl and sit down, just sit down therefore. Stand. 
what that means. That means do standing up cause you to put pressure on your feet. Do not give in to the passage of time. Do not give in because, oh, it's taking two years. It's taking one year. It's taking six months. You just keep standing. You just keep saying, Lord, I thank you. I believe. I thank you. I believe. And you know something? The last part I'm going to talk about is rejoicing. Because where praises go up, the glory comes down. You keep rejoicing. When somebody gives you something, you learn to say thank you. And you'll be excited about it because that's a normal thing to do. If you are not excited about what you ask for, then you really don't like your answer, right? You really don't like what you have been, you, 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 they have given you. Get excited by the answer. Get excited by the answer because when you start rejoicing, oh my goodness, all heaven break loose. When you start rejoicing, your answer is closer than you can imagine. Your answer is closer. You just start praising the Lord. Every time the devil brings a thought and says, it's not going to turn out like this, you laugh at him and say, ha ha, oh, I know God said it's going to be different. And I receive what I asked for. And I know my God lives. You know what? Let's go ahead and go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Where are you? Right there. Second Timothy, one verse twelve, one of my favorite. So this is Paul talking. He said, "For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, <laughs> for I know that word know. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded." That he is able to keep that which I committed unto him unto the day of Jesus Christ, unto the day and uh, until that day. That means he know, he said, I know. I don't I don't care what it look like, I don't care what I feel like, I know. And when you know in whom you believe, who is the creator of all things, the creator who made the invisible and the visible, you know he said. This is going to turn out different in his word. He said you're coming out. He said all your needs are met. He said you are healed. You see, he called you healed before you got sick. He called you prosper before you went broke. Hallelujah. So why not you start rejoicing? Because in the rejoicings, the praises come down. In the rejoicing. The powers flow. The power that brings everything. The power of God that created the heaven and the earth. The power of God in the beginning that shallow everything and caused things that we can see today to be things made from him. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Let's go ahead and pray and close this series up. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word, that our hearts are good soil, that we'll go back and put ourselves in remembrance of your word, that your word is life, is health to all our flesh. Oh, Father, that we attend to your word, that we'll build faith in good times. So when hard time comes, we know in whom we believe. Oh, Father, we thank you that our hearts are good soil, that we'll not just be hearer of your word, but Lord, we'll be doer of your word. 
we will love you. We will know you first. Then we'll love you. And we'll walk with you with all our heart. And our lives will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you back here soon.